You're listening to Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. My name's Natalia Anderson and I'm a presenter, content creator and DJ. I'll be talking with female, intersex, non-binary and trans musicians and DJs based in Switzerland. Helvetia Rocked is a Swiss association focusing on gender equality in the music industry. Through its grassroots projects such as producing, DJing, band workshops and songwriting camps, it offers platforms for young people of all levels to discover music and be a part of an empowering community. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 7 of Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. In this episode, I talk with Evelyn Trouble, winner of the Swiss Music Prize 2018, guitarist, singer-songwriter and all-round creative, and Helvetia Rocked band workshop coach. We discuss the importance of communication and honesty in band relationships, managing yourself or having a manager, and saying what you want as a female musician. Evelyn also shares with us two of her tracks and answers an audience question. Don't forget, if you have a question for our coaches, simply send a direct message to Helvetia Rocked on Instagram. In the meantime, here's my conversation with Evelyn Trouble. Hello, this is Evelyn Trouble and you're listening to Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. Evelyn, thank you so much for joining me today on Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. How are you today? I'm good, I'm good, thank you. First of all, I want to ask you the question that I ask everyone. And that is, how did you get started on your musical journey? Uh, so um, I think the very early beginning was when I was a child, um, maybe four or five years old. And my mother, she taught me the song Black Coffee, uh, which is a jazz standard. And she's a jazz singer. And I remember singing that with her. Um, and then I had my first band around 13, where I um, got together with two other girls and we started playing like grungy covers of bands that we liked yeah nice how did you find at 13 how did you find other and especially other girls I'm so intrigued by that um how did you (laughs) find them were they were they school friends or no it was actually through the music school department of Zurich like once a year they host a big big concert where they um throw all the pupils together and um there was one other girl at that event and she was a drummer and then so it was me basically with the electric guitarists and then she was with the drummers and um my teacher at the time said you should ask her to play with you because you know (laughs) and i asked her and then we just sort of started realizing that we sort of like the same music and so it was a lucky punch i guess in a way 
Yeah, that's brilliant. Especially, I mean, that's a bit of luck when you when you find that you like the same music because sometimes, and you know, you find other musicians or people who who might be at the same level, but they're on a completely different thing, and then you have to really try and kind of say, okay, maybe yeah. we can do like a a funk jazz hip hop trio <laughs> trying to fit everything in but um yeah I'm really interested so you did like a sort of grungy stuff what sort of things were you playing yeah so I think we started playing placebo covers oh no we went to placebo at the time because that was the time and then we liked Muse but Muse was too hard to play for us so we didn't cover <laughs> that um uh we played some whole yes stuff Pixies PJ Harvey, so oh. it was pretty much just simple things that have easy riffs, so so they were yeah. easy to play and sing at the same time, sort of. Absolutely. Oh my god. Do you know that PJ Harvey song I could hardly wait? Did you ever of course, hear that one? For sure, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I, I I I that used to be in my repertoire. <laughs> I played the bass on that one. That was really it was just about manageable for me to sing and play the bass on with that song. I did that on my band. Love that tune. Anyway, it's not about me, it's about you. But you're speaking my language here because I loved I had a whole kind of phase with my sort of grunge and and uh, that sort of guitar music but I love the fact that you guys just um you know you went for it and and you played what was accessible to you at the time you know yeah I think that's that's something that people can really really take from that you know you don't have to be super complicated like if you if you know three chords then find the songs with the three chords that you know and and just actually get up and do it yeah, and I still feel that way about music, even though maybe I can manage more chords at <laughs> one time. But um, I I think the things that are simple have the potential to be really honest. So that's what I'm trying to go for in these past few years. Absolutely. I read that you, you recorded yourself your first album when you were 17. How did that come about? Why did you... Um, choose to do it yourself um and and uh, yeah let's start with, with why you chose to do it yourself at that age um so that was um at towards the end of my school career so when when you do your matura in switzerland you have to pick a project and um either you write something which is like 30 pages long or you make a project and then you only have to write like four or five pages <laughs> so I was like I'm gonna make a project instead and I'm gonna make my own album and at that time I, I was still working with the band that I talked about before the mm -hmm. grunge trio um, but I was reaching some limits there because I realized I want to be more um, complex in my compositions mm -hmm. and uh, it's not possible to to create the kind of music I want in this trio setting because um, there's a lot of communication and going back and forth that isn't really efficient. Mm. Um, so that's when I decided to just try it out myself and see what this sort of self-producing thing can lead to. And um, a friend of mine had a studio at the time. People used to work with Logic <laughs> or I worked with Logic, Yeah, <laughs> this software. And he taught me a lot and then some stuff I figured out myself and I just nerded for a bunch of hours a week yeah. until it was finished. <laughs> I mean, I love the fact that you were 
you knew what you wanted to do. You knew where you wanted to go. I'm sure that um, those conversations could have been a bit difficult with your with your bandmates. I mean, how? Yeah. What what sort of? I mean, do you have any advice for anyone that is possibly in a situation where you know they're already working with um, other colleagues, other bandmates, but they're trying to push in a different direction? How do, how does communication work in that in that sense? Well, I think it starts with having a really really open um, partner, or whoever's playing music with you has to be completely open mm. to your idea. Um, which is a form of love <laughs> and not everyone has that for you maybe some yeah. people are aren't that open and unless that openness is there I think it's easier to work by yourself that's yeah. my experience because otherwise you just end up with a lot of conflict and I don't know in bands maybe sometimes there's also an e ego thing happening yeah so my stance is if if you're the one who who has the idea for the song or who wrote the song, you should be able to execute at least one sketch of it with everyone's um, skill and attention at your service. Um, and then maybe someone else has a different song and they can take the lead on that. I think that's the most efficient way to work. But if you don't have that openness, then it's easiest to take the song back to your place and make a demo um, as, as good as you can um, so that you can represent your idea before other people get involved in it and make it into something else. I, I had this analogy in my head when I was trying to explain to someone because cause sometimes you can come across like, oh, you're saying everything or you want it your way and, and that sort of thing. That happens a lot, I think, in bands and in, in any creative process. But um, one of the analogies I came up with, and I wonder if, if, if you feel what you think about it. I, um, I thought it's like a ship, right? You, everyone's on a ship and everyone, and the destination is, uh, you know, uh, these islands, like say, or, or say the destination is Panama, but you've got to cross the, the ocean, right? And you are the captain and you're like, right, everyone, everyone on the ship, we're going to Panama, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, we're going to Panama. And then someone is like, yeah, I'm helping you, but we're going to go off to uh, Mexico instead. And she's like, yeah, Mexico's great, but we're, we're supposed to be going to Panama. <laughs> I don't even know if it makes sense, but every time I would think about like collaboration and, and like coming with a song sketch or like having a really, sometimes I'd have like a really definitive idea of like what it should sound like, what it should end up with. But then people's input might take it off course, which is great, but it's not where we said we were going to go sort of thing. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. you sort of have to, when you have a fixed idea in your head, everything else will fall, <laughs> will not be good enough until you hear your idea and you can be like, okay, now I've heard it. It's not that great. So let's try your take right. on it again, you know, right? this kind of thing. But for me, it's impossible to let go of whatever idea I had unless I've heard it before. You also have gone on to like direct your own music videos. And so not only just record yourself musically, but like you're expressing yourself in all those areas of expression. That's what I love, <laughs> Evelyn. So um, how did you get in, into that? Like what led you down those paths? Uh, well, I think that was when I lived in London and 
Um, yeah, I was basically looking for ways to express myself. I think that's <laughs> safe to say. And I, and I felt like I wanted to gain control of my output more and more. So I I tried to direct a few music videos. I found um, a guy called Yuri Sharov. He's a very talented filmmaker from Russia. And he, he knew the technical stuff. And I had the ideas. And then we sort of worked together. But... Um, I have to say, in retrospect, now uh, the stuff that I did back then was very DIY, which was also because of the limited means I guess I had. And 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 it's nice, it's it's fun, but I wouldn't do it that way anymore. Right, you know, it was like it was budget. like a learning curve, and I really got into editing, and it was really fascinating or cool, you know, to to be able to do that kind of because it's similar to music you're just doing the the groove and everything with images yes which, which i liked but now now i'm happy to let someone else direct um <laughs> and just perform that's that's yeah. enough yeah 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 i mean i'm so interested that you lived in london i just want to pick up on that for a second where were you yeah. in london because i'm from london oh where, shit yeah girl you don't hear my accent see i try and neutralize myself but you know sometimes i might come out with some london chat no where were you in london and how long were you there i lived in homerton for Shut around three years the front door Homerton, East London. Yeah. Those are my sides. Oh, <laughs> it's a beautiful place. Yeah, Homerton is good. Actually, I was more sort of Clapton and I was sort of like northeast. You know, <laughs> you're nodding your yeah. head there. <laughs> well, I was there for three years in total, but I, mm. I went back and forth to Switzerland during the mm. summers to earn money. Yeah. Um, and it was it was great, but it was also shit. Um, it was both. Yeah. Yeah, that is the truth. That is London in a yeah. nu- nutshell. It's great, yeah. but it's also shit. Like, that is that sums up <laughs> London so much. <laughs> Helvetia Rocked raises awareness about gender inequality in the music industry and supports, promotes and connects professional female, non-binary, intersex and trans artists. Find out more on our website, helvetziarocked.ch. Sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. If you like what you hear today, please share it with your friends. So let's talk about your music. You've got a song you're going to share with us called Goodbye. Can you tell us about Goodbye? Yeah, so this is um, one of the most simplest songs I've written, I think, in my life. And I'm really happy with it. Because the thing I was saying in the beginning, like if you can find a little small amount of chords that is enough then and use it, that's that's really great. And it has three chords. And it uses almost the same line. Like I think there's like three, three or four lines that sort of change just slightly. And um, that's my summary of s- seven years of heartache in 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 three minutes in only four lines. <sighs> and I like that to have such a a massive feeling condensed into something so tiny. I like that. <sighs> 
I love it. I love it. And what was the recording process like for you? Were you doing that at home or did you go into a studio? How did you uh, lay it down? Uh, This one actually came about in Berlin where I had a studio for a while when I was living there. And this song especially, I, I think I managed to record it all in one day. So there was a certain flow to it and not not too much thinking. So so it was pretty uh easy. Nice. <laughs> Which usually it never is for me, but this one was easy. Let us listen to Goodbye. Here it is. Goodnight. I love you. project coming up you've got a new album coming up is it uh, is it already made were you um did you have to stop anything because of this covid situation where are you with that um actually for me covid came came in handy because i had to s- finish the vocals so i had all this time on my hands and i was at home and i had to finish the vocals which i did and now it's mixed and basically i'm I need to find someone who wants to release it. So I have to go send emails, be nice to people I don't care about. It's (laughs) it's just a nightmare. Um, How does that work? Like, I don't even really know the nitty gritty. How how does that work? If if, if you were going to explain to someone about releasing an album like you've uh, they've got the project, they've they've got it. It's been mixed. It's been mastered. What's the next step? Phoning around? to record labels or the problem is i don't know (laughs) Uh. (laughs) that's why that's 
I, I roughly know a few steps. Yeah, you can you can contact labels if you want a label, but nowadays you can also release something without a label. Um, but it's a bit more tricky. You can find distribution. You can find uh, someone who books concerts for you. Um, for me, all all of these questions, I I really uh, I, I hate hate looking into those things. Mm. It's 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 the part of my job that I'm least uh, confident and interested yeah. in. You know, it's it's basically so far from my comfort zone. So. Oh, wow. That's um, that's where I'm at. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you deal with the, the parts of the job that are like out of your comfort zone? What what do you have any sort of like techniques? Like to, do, you, do you talk to yourself in front of a mirror saying you could do this? Go on. Yes. <laughs> what do you do? It's really uh, I don't know. I mean, in a situation like this, I think it helps to contact people that maybe can help you. Mm. Maybe someone who has experience in that field or who's working on a release themselves and sort of share the burden. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the only way to, to involve other people, yeah. reach out. Yeah. Is it necessary to have a manager, do you think? In this day and age? depends where you want to go, I think. I think in this day and age, what is expected of artists is that you are your own manager, you're your own um, promoter. So you're supposed to self-promote and make music and everything at the same time, um, which is what I'm observing. And it, it hasn't always been this way. Like when I started out, um, there was not social media. So there wasn't so much pressure on being present all the time. Yeah. And I think it, apparently this is the new business model that we're all sort of self-managing ourselves and self-promoting 24 7 um i'm not a big fan of that mm. so i'm trying to find different ways of uh, executing my job um which is why if you go on instagram now there's there's not a lot of stuff happening <laughs> yeah, on, on my yeah. page yeah it's a bit I, I see what you mean like it, i i definitely think it's a bit difficult and and certainly in my time it was all about getting a manager you know that's what oh, would you manage me would you manage me that was that was me <laughs> back in yeah, the day was that in london in london yeah you know because the thing is in switzerland you don't really have that many people um with management skills mm. so this of course we all want managers all of us because we don't like the the businessy part of of our yeah, job but yeah. um but there aren't many that many skilled manager people in Switzerland oh. that I know of. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that could do a better better job than I'm doing at the moment managing mm. myself. So mm, the question is, can you take care of things yourself? Um, and if you can, then cool. Then yeah. maybe someone will approach you someday. I think it's more important to have um, a booking agent f because basically. Playing live is where you, if you're lucky and you work hard, get enough money from. Mm -hmm. Playing live is where you, I don't know, when we feel happiest, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, we can play our music in front of people that want to hear what we play. So mm. that's what it all comes down to. So I, th I, I think having someone organizing concerts is probably more important than having someone managing you. <sighs> Brilliant. I guess. That's that knowledge right there. 
that's that something that only someone with experience could 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 give us so thank you for that so for people who are listening and they're probably at a stage where they may have something recorded might have a um have a presence online get a booking agent get a booking agent and get yourself some gigs and 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 get out there i think that's an excellent piece of advice before i move on just to come back to your album do you have a release date or do you have a name or is it still sort of in the air I have a name. It's called Longing Fever. Longing <sighs> Fever. Longing Fever. Yes. <laughs> is this a, is this a, 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 an album that dealing with matters of the heart? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Yeah, Don't apologize. So. Do not apologize because sometimes we need a soundtrack for what we're going through. Okay, <laughs> so. We're going to put on Evelyn Trouble when we're going through some ish and we're going to just be like, you know, jamming that out. Check out the Helvetia Rocked Music Directory. It's a platform for women, non-binary, trans and intersex people in the Swiss music industry. For singers, instrumentalists, bookers, managers, sound engineers, photographers and many more of all levels. Whether it be a hobby or your profession or both. It's about visibility. It's about community. It's about empowerment. We invite all of you to participate in the project. For further information, go to www.musicdirectory.ch. Um, let's move on very quickly. We have an audience question. So I'm going to put to you a question from uh, a member of the audience of Helvetia Rocked. And the question is from E.S. Lombard. And the question is, how do you stay focused and or motivated? How do you stay focused and or motivated? Such a great question because I fail to stay focused and motivated uh, <laughs> regularly. <laughs> um, I guess, again, what, what keeps me motivated the most is uh, other people. If, if, I, if I have events to look forward to where I know I'll be playing with this person or, um, yeah, that's, that's what I've learned from working in solitude for a long, long time is that there is a, there is a certain motivation that, that you drain out off like you can only kick yourself in the butt so many times until it just doesn't work anymore and mm. you can do your sit-ups in the morning and whatever you think is gonna <laughs> help you pull through and and it just won't help anymore because you i don't know you change with time and the old tricks don't work so my trick at the moment is to involve other people in my projects so that um there is um liable or as responsible for, for it to work as i am yeah and that helps me stay motivated. But I guess in the beginning you could just, yeah, you could just use willpower for a long, long time. Um, fasting helps. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fasting helps you fasting. stay focused. Oh, you can do all sorts of fasting. You can meditate. You can, yeah. Yeah, there's a certain, there lies a certain power in routine, but... For me, 
yeah, it always fails. Like you can keep, you can do one thing two weeks at a time and then Mm. next thing. Sometimes, you know, creative minds do lose focus because, um, well, I don't know the because. I don't know why. I don't know why. It, It just happens. I think maybe losing focus isn't necessarily a bad thing. And even motivation. Sometimes you're motivated to do something. Sometimes you're not motivated to do something. Just kind of maybe go with the flow, I'm thinking. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, there's there's moments where you have to maybe push yourself. Because mm. I think if I let myself digress to my natural state of mind, then <laughs> um, I'm a vegetable thinking about the universe. <laughs> so there is some good in pushing myself or like... When I when I write, for instance, sometimes there can come these surges of energy where I'm just like, okay, I have this deadline. I'm going to finish all my demos by the 15th of May. And yeah. then the beginning is hard. feels like, oh, I'm going to be alone in front of the computer. I'm going to miss out on so many things. And then it sort of switches and it becomes really um, um, gratifying. Mm. And every day you've created something new and you you get proud of yourself. And then the next morning you do the same thing and then boom your deadline arrives and you have tons to show for yeah but that's that's like phases that i have maybe once or once once a year or once every two years Mm. where i get really efficient and productive and then i i don't know that's how i work i'm i'm very seasonal (laughs) yeah and i i can't um i can't keep up this level of efficiency uh all the time Mm. i I wouldn't know how. <laughs> and maybe it's not necessary either because I guess you you recover when you don't do things and you prepare for moments where things are more intense. Right now, let's talk about your influences. Uh, This is the part where I've been very mean and I've asked a musician to give me only five songs that have influenced them. But this is just a way for us uh, as audience just to get to know a bit about you in another way. Um, So, yeah, if you could let me know one of the songs that uh, influenced you. Uh, Well, um, I picked uh, one of the songs was uh, Everything in Its Right Place by Radiohead which is uh, Radiohead came into my life when I was around 14, when I still had that band that I was talking to you about. Yeah. And I remember listening to them the first time in a shop. And that was the time when people used to buy CDs and we had to go into the shop and put headphones on. You might remember. <laughs> I remember that very clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think their music did something to my brain. It opened a few doors and it really changed my perception on sound and the world in general. To find out the rest of Evelyn's influences, head to helvetsyrocked.ch where you'll find a Spotify playlist of the songs she loves. I'm just so interested with, um, you know, you were in a band before and now you're sort you know, you're as a solo artist I suppose like how do, how do you do it when you're playing live and how did you make the decision just to like it's under your name it's you as an artist rather than being in like a, a band and do you use the same musicians 
each time when you perform or is it like other just whoever's around to support you um so it changed over the years like i started playing as evelyn trouble with two people and then they those people changed for other people and then those people changed for other people mm. and uh we recorded an album with a band for instance uh called arrowhead and but i think that the the process over the years was more and more trying to emancipate uh my sound from the people that i'm playing with so because also to remain flexible because you know how it is musicians they have other projects they might be busy you might have to play with someone that you haven't why are musicians you know. the flakiest people on earth <laughs> yeah yeah especially uh drummers no especially it's, drummers it's really i remained uh, it came down to the thing that i don't want to be um dependent of of people that i can't rely on Mm. And I don't want my sound to change every time I step on stage just because there's someone else behind me. So basically I've dissolved my last band and I started producing myself again like three years ago after we did that album with the band, which was very um, colored by the musicians I played with at the time, which is a good thing for mm. that, but it's also not exactly what I wanted to sound like. Mm. Um, and so now... Ten years later, I think I've defined something that I would name Evelyn Trouble. And then the people, I choose them more based on uh, who's going to fit what the sound I've created. Like with this album now, I have the recordings. Uh, I I think of some people, I maybe play it to them and then we try and we mm. see if they can fit the groove that I'm looking for. Yeah. And then take it from there. Which is... Um, very liberating i think as a songwriter because you the song is always in the foreground and it's not so much about who who plays it but it has to sound right like you say i love the word you used liberating you know and especially as a woman musician that's i think that freedom to just do how we want to do it and, and and having the sounds how we want to have the sounds without ever feeling um like we're being bossy like people like to call us or uh, for for women especially in 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 music I think that is like the ultimate goal to get to that space where you are like fully in control of your sound fully in control of your ideas and just the execution just get it done you know yeah and I think the stigma of you know being bossy or whatever it's something it took me like 10, 10 years at least mm. uh, to to realize that knowing what you want and demanding it has nothing to do with being bossy. Exactly. And um, if people confront you uh, or or take offense in that, then they're they're not cooperative people, and you have to let them go. Mm. And um, there are there are the ones that that I talked about who are completely open. And who have this love and trust and and that's the kind of people you want to surround yourself with and and it really is um it it comes from female socialization yeah that when you ask for something you do it in this sort of um can you please maybe 
play this the way I want to because and then do you want a cup of tea as well because mm. um, I'm <sighs> sorry and that's just all of that can be dropped and you can just say what you want um, mm -hmm. and this this is really my experience and then if someone has some kind of resistance and just be like you know what next <laughs> I'm yeah. so glad that you exist on this uh, here music scene because there's, I think there's going to be so many people who can just see you as maybe, I don't know whether you like the word role model, but certainly see you as someone who can, who they can aspire to, you know, someone who's actually doing it. Sometimes when you actually see someone doing something, you go, oh, right, it's actually possible, you know, possible to speak your mind, possible to, like, rely on your conviction of your creativity um, without being apologetic about it. You know, I, I absolutely love that. Good. Right, well, listen, we're coming to the end of our chat. I've loved oh. talking to you. Where can people find you online? Where can people find you and your music? Well, I'm on all the platforms. Bandcamp, Spotify, Instagrams, whatever. I have a website to all of these things. Yeah. Brilliant. What is it? What is it, by the way? EvelynTrouble.com. We will also put the links to Evelyn's social media accounts in the show notes for you and make it nice and easy for you to click through. So that's the end of our conversation. Evelyn Trouble, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for your interesting conversation and all those pieces of advice that you've given us. Thank you. Before I let you go, please do um, introduce the second song that you have uh, provided for us. Oh yeah, Fools. So I wrote this one when I was volunteering in Greece at the end of uh, 2017. No, the beginning of 2017. Um, and it speaks of the times we live in and how how my generation and the generation after me deal with um, getting involved politically. Or, you know, are we are we actually involved or are we just watching the the ship sink? So that's what Fools is about. Um, yeah. The fool just comes to see. As I'm siding old wisdom Refusing to be scared But I feel doomed Do you feel it soon? I feel doomed Do you feel it soon? We, we, we were both Beside me We, we, we were both 
If you want to join the Helvetia Rocked community or find out more, check out the website helvetiarocked.ch. Sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation is a concept by Natalia Anderson in collaboration with Helvetia Rocked. It's presented and produced by Natalia Anderson and music is by Julie Lee. Thank you.